0: Welcome back, I'm the Mad Psych Nurse and you have stumbled upon a channel that is part of a growing community of people that are learning how to heal themselves. So if you have been somewhat let down by mainstream medical approach to treating mental illness and you're looking for other people who understand and want to find a better way, this is the place for you. I myself have struggled with major depression, bipolar one disorder, psychosis. Uh, ADHD, Seasonal Affective Disorder, uh, Premenstrual Dysphoric Disorder, Insomnia, Addiction, uh, a lot. Um, I'm also a board certified psychiatric mental health nurse by trade and a psycho-spiritual coach on the side. Um, So this channel isn't just about healing, it's about asking questions, challenging our perception of reality, And talking about shit that really matters because that is how positive change is created both individually and collectively and speaking of challenging our perceptions in this episode we are going to pick up where we left off on the last one um, and talk a little bit more about cognitive distortions now that's just a fancy way of saying fucked up thinking right and to recap these are unhealthy Usually automatically programmed thinking patterns and they're things we all do sometimes to some extent But once we become aware that we're doing them We can start to catch ourselves and we can start to see how these tricks that our minds play on us um, Are only creating more pain and suffering in our lives And once we see that we can begin this process of reprogramming our minds and we're gonna talk much more about that later but for now I just wanted to go over a few more cognitive distortions that you might relate to now a lot of these overlap and kind of bleed into each other but definitely worth taking a look at the first one is overgeneralization that's exactly what it sounds like it's making broad interpretations based on not a lot of evidence based on one or two events or one or two situations so most of these cognitive distortions they're blowing things out of proportion this is another way of doing that an example would be i was so awkward during that date i'm always so awkward like really are you really always awkward 100 percent of the time or did you just feel awkward while you were on that date because you were really nervous and self-conscious and is it possible that maybe you didn't even come off as awkward at all notice that the use of the word always of pops up a lot in these cognitive distortions because it's a word used when our mind exaggerates something when our mind exaggerates something it makes the situation look much more significant than it really is usually in a negative way and that just leads to the good old anxiety wheel to start spinning faster and faster Um, the next one we're going to talk about is jumping to conclusions which again pretty similar to overgeneralization because it's also about explaining or interpreting the meaning of a situation or an event with little or no actual evidence. There are a couple of different ways we can jump to conclusions. Um, But both of them basically involve bullshitting ourselves into believing that we have special powers like mind reading and predicting the future. You ever catch yourself being a mind reader? Like um, you see someone really hot and the first thought that pops into your head is, how oh, she would never go out with me. She's way out of my league and would probably just laugh in my face if I tried to talk to her. Yes, what you're doing here is projecting your feelings of insecurity and unworthiness onto a total stranger, really, right? Uh, but also pretending you're a mind reader and actually know what she's thinking and what she's going to do if you try to talk to her. and Which is that other type of jumping to conclusions, fortune-telling predicting the future, predicting the outcome, even though you have no way of actually truly knowing what any other human being on earth is truly thinking, unless you're a psychic. And unless you have true powers of divination, how can you possibly know what's gonna happen in the future? I was actually talking about this with a coworker one time, and he argued with me and said, that's not true you can predict the future based on knowledge of past events and patterns with a certain degree of accuracy just using common sense like i know the sun's going to come up tomorrow and i said actually nobody knows that the sun is for sure going to come up tomorrow some massive cosmic event could take place that could prevent even that from happening because this this all comes back to a really important lesson that it took me a long time to learn And that's that change is the only thing in life that is for sure 100%. Everything changes. Our physical forms will change. They will die. Um, And those are certainties about the future that we can make with 100% accuracy. Um, Once we come to terms with those realities and stop struggling against them because it makes some of us uncomfortable, um, it's scary to think about. Our egos have trouble handling it. But, once you stop fighting what is and just accept what is a lot of peace can be found but we're going to talk a lot more about that later Uh, the lesson here that I'm trying to get across is that mind reading and fortune-telling are pointless exercises in futility and self-torture because you don't actually know so your little computer brain goes does what it does which is try to understand explain predict things to try to make you feel safe and prepared to ensure your survival, but sometimes it does the opposite, doesn't it? We don't, we don't have to believe these cognitive distortions. We can remember they aren't the truth. They're just the projection that our little spinning anxious minds are spitting out. We can step back from the situation, look at it rationally and see that we're allowing these mere thoughts to become our reality. So what starts with a thought becomes a feeling. And feelings can get a hold of us can't they we base decisions on them we we act out in insecure unhealthy ways in our relationships because of them it's that automatic programming I was talking about your mind gets a hold of something whether it's actually true or not and just runs with it and we churn and we suffer inside our minds because of what they're telling us but it isn't actually reality based which brings up one of my favorite slogans that I want you to remember. I want you to write this down in your bathroom mirror on a post-it note. Feelings aren't facts, okay? And that ties in perfectly with the next cognitive distortion, emotional reasoning. And that's using your feelings to, uh, using your feelings as all the evidence you need to determine what's really going on. So assuming that your emotions reflect the way things really are. Now I do believe that we all have a gift of intuition and a deeper way of knowing what's really true once we learn to get in touch with that intuition. But what I'm talking about here are those impulsive kind of feelings that are churned out by an anxious or depressed negative thought process. So like I feel like a bad friend. That means I am a bad friend. Um, maybe you weren't able to show up for a friend one time when they needed you. And even though you've shown up every other time and you've been a wonderful friend, this one time you couldn't show up. And that's all it takes for you to label yourself as a bad friend. Maybe even a bad person. See, look how hard we are on ourselves with this shit. And these thoughts are just thoughts. They come and they go. They aren't the truth, but we latch onto them and we live our lives believing them without even really being aware of it sometimes. And we don't have to. If you can notice when it's happening and stop, take a step back, ask yourself if that's what's really going on. Do you have actual evidence in front of you to support that? Or is your mind just churning out a cognitive distortion? Pay attention to how your thoughts talk to you and about you. I think we have time for one more and it's a big one should and shouldn't statements boy these can get us in trouble because they they not only set us up for a lot of disappointment they're just another way that we're hard on ourselves and other people you should be this way i should be that way she shouldn't be like they they actually can lead to even more cognitive distortions i actually heard somebody say this once well that wasn't the first time I'd heard it. But someone said you should always look your best when you go out in public because if you don't, people will think you're trash. Really? What about when you're sick? Or what if what about when you've been up all night taking care of a sick kid? Like should statements like that are just they're statements of such judgment, you know? They put unnecessary pressure on ourselves and on other people to be a certain way. This statement I quoted about having to look your best in public, this statement only enforces a sense of insecurity and feeling self-conscious when you go out into the world. It reinforces having a sense of self-worth that is dependent upon what other people think. And I was kind of horrified when I heard it because as a person with relatively secure sense of self, which I've worked very hard to get, I, I don't, I don't always have to look my best when I go out. In fact, I usually don't. Um, I'll go to the store looking like total shit if I want to because I just don't care enough about the possible opinions that random strangers might make of me based on this minuscule snapshot. Like, the reality is those strangers are going about their own business and doing their own shit in their own heads and they're probably not paying any attention to me or how I look. I'm probably never going to see him again. So, but guess what? When I stopped and looked at that particular mindset that I have, it was obvious to me that this was programming. Okay. I, uh, I came from a family of, of actually people like who don't believe that uh, you should people. It's okay to go out looking however you want and not be self conscious about your appearance being perfect all the time. I consider that to be very positive programming, by the way. So, thank you, mother. Thank you, fam. But the reason I say this is because a lot of these cognitive distortions, especially the should and the shouldn't, they have very deep roots, often going back to our childhood and the way we were programmed or raised. So, if a belief was implanted into you while you were growing up, it's important to ask yourself if that's something that you accept as the truth. As the person you are today or is it negative programming that no longer aligns with you or is it making your life harder and you need to let go of it it's important to follow these beliefs and thought patterns all the way down to the root if we can so we can try to understand why we why we project these expectations onto ourselves and others you know now i'm not saying it's bad or stupid to care what other people think of you i'm not saying it's bad or stupid to want to look your best and make a good impression as often as you can that's okay as long as that belief that expectation on yourself isn't making your life harder like making it harder for you to feel happy joyous and free what i'm saying is that you can keep or change whatever you want to. We can, we can recognize and let go of things that no longer serve us. That programming doesn't have to be permanent. Um, we can get rid of those things that keep us feeling judgmental and judged, not good enough, um, like we're lacking in some major way. We don't have to keep making ourselves miserable and we don't have to need anyone else's approval to love ourselves and to be ourselves you know i heard that i heard this saying today that was the best saying it was literally minutes before i started this recording actually so it was a total synchronicity stop shooting all over yourself so love it so perfect so look at your thoughts i mean really just just watch them watch how this programming these cognitive distortions can cause a domino effect in fact i'd love to hear from you about this if you relate to any of these cognitive distortions, let me know which ones by leaving me a comment about it. Now, we don't just snap our fingers and all of our toxic, judgmental, self-limiting, insecure bits of programming just suddenly fall away. It takes work, and it takes mindfulness, and it takes time. But if you're here, it means you're already on your way. And I promise you, it is worth it. A great sense of freedom comes with losing the need to judge everything and everyone to judge ourselves, especially Also, I love you You guys We live in a very individualistic society that has evolved increasingly over the past few years, especially into a a pretty lonely isolated place to live and there's a lot of fear a lot of division and most of us are lacking this sense of community belonging to something a feeling like a greater sense of purpose we feel helpless and disempowered when it comes to dealing with our mental illness issues like depression and anxiety and these feelings of isolation and loneliness are contributing to that depression and anxiety human beings are not meant to be alone we're meant to be interdependent upon each other to help each other like those trees do you know those trees Um, There's a forest made up of thousands of individual trees, but they're all one big organism. Like trees actually communicate via their roots. They actually share resources. They send each other water and nutrients to keep each other alive. They network. So that's how we're supposed to be. And that's how we can be. And that's how we're going to start being right now. It's happening. We are shifting the paradigm as we speak by learning how to love and take care of ourselves. It's a big deal. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do that now. Make sure that you like and share this video with someone if you think it might help them. Also, please check out my Facebook page and Facebook group, The Mad Psych Nurse. And uh, The Mad Psych Nurse, a catchy singular name, but this is much bigger than me, you guys. We are all connected and this is a place where we can start to remember that, to come together, share what we've learned about taking care of ourselves mentally, spiritually, and physically so we can all help each other heal that's what this is all about i love you i'll see you soon